Recollections of a Shocktober night dream enter a dim old bar. The patrons are huddled at worn wooden tables. No one is speaking, everyone is hunched over what appear to be drinks. Uneasy light spits from candles. It is exactly like that scene in The Great Mouse Detective, right before the sexy mouse comes out and sings. Stage lights go up, curtain opens. Two men of wildly different heights appear. First they bow, then piano player picks up the tempo. They crouch in unison and start to tap dance, but they clearly have no idea what they're doing. It is an impression of bad tap dancing, like they've only had it described to them, in Italian. One of the men shouts, I bet they don't teach you this at college. The other one shouts, You asshole, you know I was too poor to go to college. Music gets louder, men keep up their imitative bad dance. Faster and faster, people start to leave. I'm lost in a crowd, and I hear a voice near my ear. It says, Dale has a big geode. I look, but see nothing. Movement takes my attention back to the stage. Small door opens in front of stage, and a guy dressed like he's going to a heavy metal concert comes out. He looks around, nervous, and starts loudly insinuating that he's stolen things. He approaches me, shambling and crab-like. He raises his fist. It is clutching about a dozen pens, each with different names on them. He brandishes them at me. I try to see if my name is on any of the pens. I stole these, he shouts. I'm the heavy metal guy! Mr. Hemingway, in our last correspondence, claiming that you need to defend your title of heavyweight champion of the greatest American author, you made the remark, Paul Faulkner, does he really think big emotions come from big words? He thinks I don't know the $10 words. Well, first off, you can defenestrate yourself into a copious amount of excrement. What I am stating is that you can jump out of your window into a large pile of shit, you phallus-obsessed, rough-grained pencil of a man. Hello, my name is Healthman Cleanbody, and I'd like to share some tips and tricks that will help you Take care of your health. Don't register yourself on the internet. Only consume fermented or old foods. Nobody ever said paper was unhealthy. Write down a list of your favorite kinds of dogs. Eat as much soap as you can tolerate. The human eye does need to be washed from time to time. Dr. Scholl's shoe inserts. Synthetic fabrics can be melted and used as a fiber supplement. My friend Rob knows a great shiatsu place down on County Road 40. Rob Gustafson? You know the clerk from down at the vitamin shop? 
I'm thinking about asking him if he wants to be best friends. Coco want orange. 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 Coco want cheeseburger. Second off, your dearest Martha let me know of your plans to publish a series of novels after your death about a group of radical kids who can turn into any animal they touch called the Animorphs. Balderdash, I say. You see, two fortnights ago on a waxen gibbous, I was taking my customary postprandial constitutional walk when I came across a burning barn. The combination of my brilliance and its own rapturous illuminated consumption brought to me one of my finest series of ideas yet. What if I wrote a series of novels about spooky things happening to hip young kids? A boy who applies suntan lotion to himself and turns into a dog, say. A living dummy that is named Slappy and very scary. What if instead of saying cheese, you died? Piano lessons that could become murderous. A cuckoo clock of doom. All these ideas, pure, unadulterated gold. In wake of your plan to posthumously publish your beloved Animorph novels in the mid-90s, I will posthumously publish my series of novels so aptly titled Goosebumps in the early 90s under the pseudonym of R.L. Stein to yet, yet again one-up you and show you who has true dominion in the world of Americana literature. So in closing, go eat ten dollars worth of dick, Hemingway, and as always, your ideas and novels will be second fiddle to mine, even from beyond the grave. Boo! As in both the ghost-making sound and the sound I would make in disapproval of your existence. Yours forever in hatred from even beyond the grave, William Faulkner. Brian Weekly was written and performed by Max Night Scream Eddy, Brandon Hemingway's Andalite Kirkman, David, his last name is actually Faulkner, so it works out pretty well, Faulkner, Kathy Flu Shotman Fisher, and Michael Coco Want Arthur, who also does our music. If you have a night dream you'd like to share with us, write it down on a small note card, address it to Dream Collections, Care of Brian Weekly, P.O. Box 44587-1112444447, Fart Town, USA, and burn it at your altar to Ansipin. The four-headed god has promised to deliver any night dreams to us in eight to ten business days. Exciting night dreams will be mined for good ideas and used in episodes. Another way to get them to us might be to send them to us on Twitter, at Brian Weekly.